The North Fork A Weekend podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winter Parker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's top real estate agent and top producer from 2005 through 2021. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Grant Parpan. I'm joined this week by Michalina DeFont. How are you doing, Michalina? Hi, Grant. How are you? I am doing just well. And Lee Meyer has joined us. How are you, Lee? Good. Thanks. Well, we are talking about the March issue of North Forker, which is out hitting newsstands this week. It is our anniversary issue. That was the theme this month. It is five years since we launched North Forker Magazine and 10 years since we launched NorthForker.com. Can you believe it? Wow. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like it's been forever and ever and ever. Other times I feel like it's yesterday. So it's very strange, one of those weird things. Um, But I'm so proud of us. This has been a really fun journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially the five-year anniversary for the magazine seems like it came up really fast. I know you've been around for all five of those years. I think I'm the only one here who's been around for all 10. And I remember (laughs) the idea of us... (laughs) Talking about North Forker and everybody thinking, you know, that the the last half of that word sounded like a curse and maybe that shouldn't <laughs> be the name. And uh, you know, I think the brand has actually been, uh, you know, really one of the best things that's uh, that's happened to this this company and given us uh, an avenue to cover things that you just can't cover in the newspapers that we put out. And you know, just sometimes some of the North Forker content feels a little strange in the newspaper, but on its own, it's really become uh, a special publication. I think for people, I'd agree with that for sure. Uh, you know, so some of the things you'll see in this issue, and we'll talk about some of the individual stories, but we share our favorite stories from over the years. Our photographer, Dave Benthal, shares his favorite photos, and we're going to talk in a minute about Dave, a little feature we did on him. You can see every cover from all the years of North Forker Magazine, and then some of the stories are just about things. You know, we have a piece from Len Thompson where he does a wine tasting from 2012, which is the first vintage we covered as North Forker. We talked about, Tara Smith talked about how home trends have changed in the last 10 years. But we're going to start off by talking about our feature on Dave. When it came to featuring one person from the staff in this issue, we kind of felt like Dave was the right guy to to profile. Yeah, Dave uh, Benthal is a really talented photographer. We all know that. We He's our house photographer. He does most of the photography for the magazine every month. And I had a really great talk with him. And one of the things that I loved about Dave was just how down to earth he is. He's incredibly gifted and has an amazing eye for photography. But talking to him is like talking to a local. He's a really funny person. He He knows the North Fork. He grew up here. And in my story, I talked to him about kind of how he fell into photography. He's self-taught. Uh, and we talked about some of his favorite photos from over the years, um, including uh, talking to artists and, you know, musicians and also, uh, you know, uh, craftsmen like um, uh, Mike Johnson, for example, who makes these beautiful knives Um we, you know, we just had a really good talk about about his work, and uh, I will say this story has quite possibly the greatest selfie of all time. Yeah, him blowing a bubble. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's it's very Dave. You it's know? so Dave. You yes. know, he he had sent over those portraits, and uh, he just sent that one. He was so like confident, like <laughs> yes. this is it. I nailed it. And I loved it. I was like, this is this is Dave. This is, is so Dave. Dave. It's so so 
much personality. Um, it's super cool. It's just different. And, and that's Dave. Yeah. You know, one thing that really struck me in this article is you interviewed the photographer E.J. Camp, who's quite renowned. You know, yes. she shot for many of the, the top magazines. And like Dave, she's uh, focused on portraiture. And, uh, you know, she said of Dave, over the last 40 years, I've worked with a lot of young talent in L.A. and New York. He is far and away the most talented photographer I've met anywhere. So, I mean, I, mean, well, that's, I guess we've got to worry about how much longer we're going to be working I with Maybe we should scrap this school but, story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought about cutting that just so uh, no scouts I out there. Say, Don't try to steal our guy. Yeah, yeah when, the, the when guy from EJ, the New Yorker who has a house out in uh, Orient or whatever <laughs> hires Dave away. But, you know. When EJ said that, I just thought, jackpot, that's the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, really great to be able to feature Dave. And I do think that his, uh, you know, and I, I say this in the the, the, in the article that you know i feel like his work has really defined the look and feel of the magazine and i think that's what's like the thing that's most distinct about it i agree with that for sure i think that he really has defined this brand um visually and he's exceptional um i love working with him and i'm so happy that he's a part of this team yeah he's a great guy we'll see how much longer he is a part of the team but you know uh, (laughs) forever we we love you dave and we appreciate uh, everything you've done for us over the years uh, another story that uh, I wrote actually was about dining and how dining has changed over the last decade. And for me, you know, I, I kind of struggled with at first, this was one of those stories where you're kind of staring at a blank page for a little while and you're like, you know, if I were to sum up dining out here over the last decade, how would I sum it up? And then eventually it kind of clicked to me that I remember when I really first started covering this area, and this goes back more than 10 years ago, about 15, 16 years ago, and I was writing about restaurants out here and there was a real emphasis on fine dining you know it was like places like north fork table and inn was all the rage and still a fantastic restaurant uh, but other places like the riverhead project which is no longer around um and you know places like the frisky oyster which is still you know also i mean an amazing place but this is kind of where the focus was like all these great restaurants that are a little bit more you know upscale special occasiony that people uh, really gravitated to that put the North Fork on the map. And in the 10 years since, I've I've found that things have shifted a bit more casual. And I think there are a lot of reasons for that. I think that's maybe even a national trend as well. But out here, you know, things have gotten a little faster, but more still more like elevated, you know, it's not like fast food, but you can get like an amazing fried chicken sandwich at like 10 different places out here now. And you couldn't do that 10 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, the, the, like Grant said, it's, it's faster food, but it's just so elevated and the food is just so incredible. You know, you feel like you could have gotten it from one of those um, ultra high end places. Um, And it's just, it's amazing. I mean, I definitely think that it, it, it's just um, obvious that they use the best local ingredients. Everything is just so fresh. Um, but we're so lucky to have these incredible places, these these places that are kind of newer within the last 10 years that um, have given us access to incredible food um, in a quick way. Yeah, places like Wednesday's Table, uh, which where we shot some photography for this story, uh, the North Fork Shack, uh, 
borrow food house. I mean, sometimes I drive by a borrow food house and I'm like, man, there's like cars lined up down the street. Uh, <laughs> so worth like, it. <laughs> Park yeah, wherever you it. can. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously these are the places that kind of like really saved us during the pandemic because these were the places that were just quickly like able to transition. The food was already kind of set up for takeout, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, Barrow Food House specifically had a to-go window. Like it yeah. was like drive up like McDonald's style, but yeah. incredible food. Um, yeah, it was I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I hit that up uh, many, many times uh, during the <laughs> pandemic. And, you know, Little Lucharitos right across the street, another place that really lent itself to that. And I think we've seen a lot of success for all these businesses. And it's made it where, you know, there's so many, you know, it used to be like, okay, Greenport was kind of saturated with great restaurants. And now it's kind of like everywhere out here, you know, yeah. every hamlet has like, at a minimum, like three or four spots that are like, you know, you would really want to go to. And it just, that wouldn't be the case if the emphasis was still so much on like growing these fine dining restaurants, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. And those places are still great. You know, places like Noah's, um, you know, I mentioned North Fork Table. I mean, still so great and you're going to go there, but you're just not going to go there as often as you might a place like Borrow Food House, you know? Yeah, so. there's just more options. And I think that, you know, those options are um, really kind of outstanding too. So um, definitely, definitely been an amazing 10 years to uh, look at that restaurant scene. Yeah. So, in, you know, in that article, we talked to some people who kind of reaffirmed that point and some people who can talk about like how things have changed, the kind of reason why things have shifted that way. So I hope you all enjoy that piece. It's uh, in the magazine and will be online soon. Uh, speaking of things that are in the magazine and will be online soon, we have a new feature this month. We kind of teased it last month, but it is called My Favorite Things. Yeah. So this is a really great piece. Um, our One of our freelancers, Gina Wei, is doing this. And our first one features Ned Baldwin, who is the owner and chef of Houseman Restaurant um, in New York City. Uh, he's also a co-author of cookbook How to Dress an Egg. Um, and it, so basically... Gina interviews um, these incredible people that are North Forkers, whether they're part-time or full-time, and picks out some of their favorite things. So it's like a really great highlight of um, these people's picks, and it's just really fun to read, I and mean, it kind of gives you a really good feel for them. Um, might also introduce you to some places on the North Fork that you haven't been before, um, or let's say if you are a gigantic snowflake ice cream fan, um, you'll learn that Ned loves Magic Fountain, um, as do I, Ned. Um, <laughs> so you know, well, you'll learn about his favorite farm stand, um, weekend breakfast spot, uh, which is Marie Eiffel in Shelter Island. Um, I agree. It's a really great little spot to go to, especially that that back deck is um, a great secret hidden spot. Um, his favorite oysters, favorite night out, uh, favorite local fish market, North Fork Seafood in Greenport. Definitely check that out. That is inside Anchor, um, and it's owned by Jermaine Owens. Um, so, so many good picks here. It really gives you a good feel and makes you feel like you kind of kind of know the guy. I'm yeah. definitely a big fan of this. And, and I loved his picks, too. Like, so many of them, I was like, yep, that's the right pick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And some of the stuff, like, you know, a place like, you know, for Favorite Night Out, he talked about Duryea's in Orient, which I still haven't even been to Duryea's. And I know that's kind of like one of these, like, special occasion places. But I really... You know, I'm like, it, because I love his other picks, it's like, oh, maybe I really need to try that, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, you get the stamp of approval from these people that are well-respected in different industries and kind of makes you want to go to these places more. So um, definitely into this. Absolutely. Sure. Well, 
speaking of going places, it is the month of March, and people will be going different places celebrating their Irish heritage. Uh, I am uh, part Irish myself, mm-hmm. and uh, I look forward to this holiday very much. There's going to be parades returning on the uh, North Fork, but we also uh, wanted to put together kind of a list of places that you could go to celebrate uh, with food and drink. And Lee, you put that list together. I did. And I found some really interesting uh, stuff that is kind of uh, not only what you would expect. You know, it's not all corned beef and cabbage, although there's a lot of that. (laughs) Um, So some of the highlights are, of course, Long Island Beer Company's Celtic Ale, which I really enjoy. Uh, Irish soda bread from Blue Duck Bakery. Um, Some shepherd's pie from Diggers, uh, which I've had before and I really enjoy. Yeah, it's really good. They've really cornered the market on just like really good uh, bar food down in downtown. There's almost like no reason to try other places (laughs) if you just want like, you know, to get like down and dirty with something like shepherd's pie, you know. This is your spot, people. (laughs) Absolutely. And we mentioned Magic Fountain before. They have a couple um, Irish ice creams, Irish-themed ice creams this season. Uh, The... Shamrock ice cream is mint with mini green marshmallows. Uh, And the Irish cream ice cream has uh, bittersweet chocolate swirls um, with uh, an Irish cream base, which is just delicious. And then one thing that I found that I'm very excited about is uh, Nofo Pot Pies at Cooperage is doing a corned beef and cabbage pot pie and that's I'm, really fun what a fun take right yeah. and and their their pot pies are so good you can get them at the window there's like a little uh stand with a window at cooperage inn and um it's going to be very limited so you got to pick it up soon you can get a small or a large and uh yeah and you can celebrate st patrick's day any way you want a pot pie window i just love I, <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome to the north fork this is why the north fork is so freaking great there is a pot pie window <laughs> That's I mean, incredible. you can't make it up. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, check out our March issue. Like we said, it is now on newsstand. Some of the content has begun to trickle online and will continue to. And it's a reflection of our uh, the things that we, we uh, have appreciated about the last five years and ten years of putting together North Forker. Thanks so much for doing this, guys. Thanks. And thanks for listening, everyone.